0: Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, we have Vance. Hi, Vance. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I have Todd. Hi, Todd.
1: I'm here. Where'd he go?
0: And I have Ranger to my left. Hi, Ranger. And also on the phone, we have Jeremy Burris. How are you, Jeremy?
2: I'm here. How's it going?
0: We're doing all right. Everyone's here. Everyone's doing all right. So I'm not going to labor this any more than it has to be. Uh this show is brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmuskie.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We've had a I'd say a stronger presence on Facebook and Instagram as of late. Um I'm wrapping up a rod holder sale. I posted that up and it was fun. We moved we moved a good amount of rod holders, setting up boats, still working with some people, but uh it's all good. You know, email me with any questions on setups or Anything, any questions of boats, it really helps me if you have photos of your boats because I really don't know what the gunnel looks like on name your year, name your boat, name your model. I don't know. But if you show me it, I can ask some basic questions, and get a pretty good idea. And that seems to be what I do a lot of. And I think I'm pretty good at it. So other than that, you have the baits. We're starting to paint again. We got a bunch of swim baits. That are coming in. Hopefully, we're going to have them up and going before our next show, which is the Columbus Fishing Expo. We're going to be at the Muskie's, Inc. booth cluster, I guess you'd call it. There's a big little yeah. a cluster of muskie. cluster
1: bait. of muskie musky guys, yeah.
0: And uh, Muskie's, Inc. will be kind of like the big booth there, and we'll be talking Muskie's, Inc., and we'll also be able to vend product. So look for us there, and
1: dates are eight nine and ten correct
0: february eight nine and that's ten and yeah. we will that's the next one we're tackling so uh for some baits right now look at team rhino outdoors for exclusive colors and musky tackle online those are the two great places to get baits all of the baits that i have are packed up in totes and there's not very many of them because i'm not unpacking in between shows um, I'm going to do a giveaway. I thought of this eating dinner tonight as I was flipping through the new Muskie Hunter magazine, Greg and Tony's Muskie Hunter. I like it. I need to hear the first person to get this right, and this is going to be very specific. How many times do you see a Muddy Creek boat in the magazine, a photo of it? And I need to know the pages. Because anyone could just start throwing numbers out. I need to know that you found them all, and I think I found them all. But give me the pages, and I will. How about this, Vance? What 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 do we want to give away? A Vance swimmer, a a swimmer, a senior or a super senior? Which one?
3: Hmm. Let's go with a a swimmer because. I poured, some, you know, more of those.
0: Okay, and it's going to be a color of my choice. So there's it is.
3: And it's and believe it or not, it's our uh, most expensive uh, thing we sell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is not the case, but, um, anyways, how many times is Van Vance's or Todd's boat in the new issue of Muskie Hunter? And you have to give me the page numbers. First one wins. All right. Muddy Creek, talk to us.
1: Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishandguys.com. Give us a call. We will try to get you on. I've turned two or three people away today. Early season is booking up. When I'm talking early season, I'm talking 4th of July you know, back to Memorial Day. We have very limited dates available in that early season. Summer, fall, still lots of stuff open. But if you're looking on coming up early season, which is typically our casting, uh, I guess the most consistent cat, or you know, if we're going to guess, that's going to be our most consistent casting. So that's why guys like to
0: come up historically. We can
1: catch them historically. We can catch them cast and trolling all year long. It's just that we get onto certain bites. We do certain things, but. You know, it's a nice time of year to cast. Weeds look nice, even if you're not getting a lot of hits. We we see a lot of fish, uh, but we'll do our best to get you out there, get you on some fish. Uh, as I said, the, the the bookings are crazy. They're they're filling up. So give us a call. We'll do everything we can to get you out there.
0: Very good. Saint Croix rods, best rods on earth. Um, looking for a rod? Check out Saint Croix. The after the Columbus Fishing Expo, what show will be going at? Anybody? We'll be
3: going to. Uh, well, we'll be going to Vix uh, Sports Center in Kent, Ohio, for their open house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's February twenty third and twenty fourth. Uh, they do a, a really nice setup up there. They got a spread of all their boats. Of, of course, you can come by Starcraft, Welds, and Ranger boats. Um, and during this open house, there's pretty much seminars on all game fish species. Um, they got a pro bass guy coming in. Um, they have a walleye wisdom. It is, is ben- Denny yeah, Brower. Denny Brower. Mm-hmm. Um, walleye wisdom uh, and then you have us muskie bums there, uh, talking muskies but uh, it's a nice show, they put on a big spread, they feed you it's just a a good way to kill time and learn a thing or two about fishing in in the winter here, big shout out to Vicks Um, great guys great service, they just put in I don't know how many square feet this building is though, but I think they said hundred and ten yards of concrete poured. Does that make yeah. sense, Andy?
0: That's a lot of concrete. Depending how thick okay. it is, but that's a lot of concrete.
3: Well <laughs> I mean, you think it would be four to six inches, right?
0: Well it depends. I mean, yeah, they I don't see them going yeah. over eight, not that I'm questioning their you know, their building I don't know. Uh, four inch minimum, six inches, yeah. like more of a commercial in my
1: eyes. It's much more than your average garage or base, we'll put it that way. Right.
0: Yeah, they didn't throw so, up a, a lean-to off the one building.
1: No, no. The only time no. I dealt with that much concrete is when I was working on stainless steel tanks. And they were, uh, you know, 120 feet diameter type stuff. So, that's a lot of concrete. Yeah. Big building. Big building. Uh, yeah, check up
3: vicks and uh you know come out and see us those days and also big shout out to ranger boats for sponsoring this show uh we love them we guide out of them you'll be looking for them in the muskie hunter magazine for this little giveaway so check them out
0: check them out right after that not long we will be down in what's the town again South of Pittsburgh, it's extra far for me to drive, but that's okay. Cannonsburg, Cannonsburg. It's going to be worth it. I tried to make this oh, yes. seem like I was belly aching, and then I was going to do like this reversal on you, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't build up the well, suspense. It's enough. not really
1: that far. I I googled it. It's an hour from where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I'm probably just going to say, "Hey, Vance, I'm going to hop in your truck. Let's go." Yeah, because Vance should know the area very well
1: on going down 79 to the Muskie yeah. max plus
0: that's right
3: essentially it's the wrong way that todd and i went to uh
1: mm-hmm. the ohio the one time it's a long way to avoid <laughs> the weather
0: yeah yeah um, yeah that's that was that was a shortcut all right <clears throat> but uh yeah it. That we've said it many, many times. That is always our favorite show. I can't think of another Musky show that I'd rather go to. It. I don't know. The other shows are yeah. good, but it's just like we get this feeling of home. And even though I'm like going to be two hours away, and you know some of these other shows, you know, are slightly further than that. It. It has a different feel. It. I don't know. I just feel most at definitely. Home.
1: You know, we we we're gonna know. A third of the people that come through the door, maybe more,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know, are people we've taken on guide trips, guys that we've got started into musky fish and maybe they bought product off of us. Maybe they've caught fish on our stuff. That's why it's so fun. You know, you go out to Chicago and guys are like, who's, who's this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's, the way, that's the way it is. You know, and the neat things about these shows, you go to a big show like this. You know, we have one guy in our group here, Vance, that is, has bought a lot of nets. But I'll tell you, when you go, when you went to uh, down in Columbus, we were right beside, actually, we were near uh, Team Rhino and Thorn Brothers. And Thorn Brothers has nets there. I mean, it's not an easy thing to buy. You can't just go to Walmart and pick up a muskie net. And that's the neat thing with these big companies come in like Thorn Brothers. They sold a lot of nets down there. And numerous times I've had people come up to us at a show like the Musky Max. Man, I just need to buy one of those big nets. Well, there you go, It's perfect opportunity to get it. It has to cost a lot to get those shipped in vans.
3: Vans?
0: Not
1: when you're, uh, not when you're on, on
3: speed. On Prime, yeah, Prime, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're just on Three the ship. one click, right? Yep, one click, and I got one one in the card always free shipping
1: or something yeah that's crazy that's like that one in the
0: chamber and the safety off and you're just walking hey, around Christ town dude, it's
1: like damn this guy's ordering another one of those nets are gonna lose their butt again yeah free shipping
4: mm.
3: they
1: are they are cheap they are cheap on there <laughs>
3: yeah. but anyway we just gave this like big plug about how to come out and support the
1: vendors <laughs> hey, hey by hey, the way by the way yeah. just go ahead <laughs> for yeah uh... no, that's right anyway yeah. Yeah, come on down. You can check out all the reels that you hear about and you read about. The big place like Thorn Brothers has all that stuff right there. You can pick them up, touch them, crank them, nets, mm-hmm. bump boards. How about like this stuff? You stuff you can't just buy. Yeah, I mean you can, you can place
0: go down there Good and people. Yeah, you can go and and see some personalities from this show. You know, I don't want to say like superstars, but I mean, they'll be me. Um, and the mm-hmm. and the cutoffs, which I did mm-hmm. buy more sweatshirts because people did ask. You oh,
3: jeez.
0: I'm not making the ad right now. That's good. Okay. But I got more Number sweatshirts. One it, was, it was very well, popular.
3: It was our only item that sold out. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is. The uh, profits fed us
1: through the day.
3: Well,
0: it definitely gave us some Max and Irma money. Um, yeah. Well, f- from that, you know, you'll be able to see Zach. Zach's been on here a couple times. Uh, Brandon Lilly, he's going to be there. Gearman Steve, which you guys got to pick him out of the crowd. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pushing that this year. I want to see if someone can find him. And uh, you got
1: to get him a shirt. You got to get him a Belichick.
0: I very well might, and might have something on the back that he might not know. yeah but we'll we'll see who knows maybe I'll do like that old thing in high school and stuff like that where you just like that kick me sign you put on someone except it'll say something like I'm gear man Steve give me a hug and we'll see what happens I don't Um, uh, I don't advocate for violence so
1: keep listening we'll be doing something with like we did last time with the videotape thing so keep listening keep in touch musky max we can't wait gonna have a full place.
0: It's it's gonna be fun. Which brings us to our last sponsor before we actually have Jeremy talk, which he's been sitting there very patiently. There, <laughs> <sleeping>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Muskie Zinc. Who here? And I want to, I want to see a show of hands. Doesn't like Musky Zinc. I don't see any hands up. Imagine that. Razor
1: probably raise his hand because he's dead on the wall, but. Um, yeah. Well,
0: he probably would, be you know, because they weren't around to save him. <laughs> That's
1: right. To his g- little fin would be flipping.
0: It would be. I mean, I i look at that. That's a pretty clean cut to cut his head off. I mean, <laughs> like, like how how would that be like a meat cleaver, or, or is it like more surgical with a knife or a sawzall, band like saw. a, a bandsaw? You just run it through. <laughs> go to like some. Butcher. I did it.
1: I did it there a couple years ago. It takes some.
0: It's a, it takes a good, nice knife. Okay. All right, so let's get back to saving the muskies instead of talking about how I have a head mount of one. Um, so, muskies, Inc., you know, they've been around for, like, forever. Well, for me, forever. For Todd, different age class there. But, you know, Todd's seen seen the, the page turn on muskie fishing. And I think muskies, Inc., is probably one of the number one reasons why that has changed. From subduing him with 22 pistols and gaffing him in the eyes, which may or may not have happened, I just made that up, to the release uh, release tools, the ethics, everything we have today came from, I think, a strong-rooted musky zinc. And I think it's only going to get better. They you know they they support the local DNRs or the fish commissions or whatever's in your state. You know they'll work together. They can they can give grants for stocking, habitat improvement, research, all this great stuff. You just got to utilize it. Become a member and get involved, and you can get things done. You can get things changed, and that's what Muskie's Inc is all about. Forty five dollars a year is not that much. So definitely think about it. Most baits. I don't want to say most, a lot of baits cost more than a year's worth. You're going to get six magazines and a nice calendar. How can you beat that? Anything else you guys want to nice. add to it? Because I feel Here bad from, for Jeremy.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think that's good for musky zinc. We'll be talking musky zinc at that Columbus uh, Fishing Expo. Fishing expo.
0: All right. Hi, Jeremy. Yeah how's it going guys Things thanks for having finally. me
3: oh yeah yeah we, we finally got to you thank there. you for not hanging Whatever. up and yeah. saying
0: that they're nuts
2: yeah i was about to hang up there for a little while but <laughs> I, I knew you were there trust me
0: <laughs> all right jeremy hit 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 any ads plugs anything you want to call it right now and then we're going to jump right into figuring you out
2: yeah i'd like to just thank uh N custom tackle uh for some, making some great crankbaits and also uh Shad for making some great trolling dates as well oh yeah we we know those guys oh yeah i know you guys use little heads here and there
0: um i'd say more than here and there i'm speaking not for myself (laughs) obviously but uh, (laughs) so all right jeremy tell us tell us like what you're doing right now and then we're going to just kind of mold this as we go
2: yeah you know so what i'm doing right now the last the last couple years i've been trying to get some some good video footage of uh, I got quite a bit added up here, and I started a YouTube channel about a little more than a year ago, and uh, it's been going pretty good. It's been it's a slow start, it's, you know. It's not something that uh, everybody has the patience for, but you know, after about a year, year and a half of doing this, I'm starting to get some pretty good viewers. You know, I'm getting about three thousand to five thousand people a month watching it, which is pretty fascinating. You know, for Mm -hmm. just some just some footage for you know to to watch there but i do throw a lot of good tips out there and and things of that nature so that's what really gets uh, the people watching is those tip videos
0: right i i saw one of them you said tip right yeah tips yep vance are you in the tricks what's that Were, were you thinking of something that was more gutter related Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's working with Tony. What do you expect? He works with Tony.
0: That, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I watched one and I really, I never, it never occurred to me. And, but I don't spend that much time in my boat. So I got my new 617, my new to me 617. And this came with Hummingbird units. And I was always a Lorance guy just because, just because. Yeah. I really had no reason and I haven't even got to play with it. I've had less than an hour in the boat, and you are talking about that transducer.
2: Yeah, the, the leveling?
0: Yes, I loved how you did that. Now, explain yeah, that, I, So because I'm giving yeah. you a lot of compliments on that, because I'm like, that was a really smart thing.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. I actually just did a seminar just last weekend at the uh, Muskie Expo Chicago on that, because a lot of guys were interested in it. And what I do is I actually bring a small level out of my boat and a lot of guys actually have a level on their new smartphones now and you can use that as well. But a lot of guys, when they're using their side imaging, they're actually using it while they're in gear on the boat. And when you put your boat in gear, the front end comes up. So what I try to do is I'll take some quarters or pennies and I'll stack up on the back side to get that level nice and flat. And then what I do is I remember the exact amount of pennies that I use, and I'll go back to my house, jack the tongue of my trailer up with those pennies on the backside of that level, mm-hmm. and, re- and just replicate that right there in the garage. Okay, now I'm going to stop the-
0: you real quick. Okay, so, yeah. so I'm going I'm to paint this again because the, I thought this was this was a really important tip right here. So your boat, if people think of their boat sitting level. They'll just go ahead and throw a level on, you know, whatever, the gunnel in their garage. And then if they're trying to, if they even give a crap, trying to level their transducer off of a level gunnel. But that's not really exactly. the case. Um, what Jeremy's no. saying is you go and put it in the water. You look at a lot of boats sitting in the water. They're sitting nose high anyway, just sitting there.
2: Kick not, it yeah, in. not even in gear.
0: Right, yep. just sitting there. They have a lot of weight, big motors on the back of the boats. and you're going to want to see how your boat sits level, uh, or I should say what angle it is. And what Jeremy's suggesting is you have a small level, was a little one-footer or take a four-footer, who cares. And
2: yeah, any size.
0: Put it on a spot, rod locker on the floor, on the gunnel, what, what have you. And the, the transom side is more than likely going to be lower than the bow side. So to figure out that angle it could be very easily done. Jeremy suggested he just takes a stack of coins and how many coins at, you know, the transom side, stack it there to hit, you know, level or a mark. It could be when you split the bubble. It could be when you hit one side. Whatever it is, make it repeatable. Um, exactly. So then when you get back to your house, then you can use the trailer jack to mimic that angle as long as you put that level in the same spot and put the same amount of coins and you're getting the same reading adjust the jack to get the boat to sit the same way it sat in the water then you level your transducer off that
2: correct Ah, uh, exactly yeah and, and i and i wonder all the time how all these professionals are putting these transducers on and mounting these without getting the boat in the water
4: because mm-hmm.
2: it makes a huge difference it just uh i had i've had Humminbird uh, side imaging for about I don't know four or five years now and I actually just did about a year and a half ago I did my transducer level the way you just talked about and I got such more better clarity uh, Weeds, I mean just everything was coming back more clear and I can just read the bottom way better than I could before
0: I, I hmm. watched I watched like your screen and stuff on there and I'm like I wonder if my unit can do that because I had side scan on my Lowrance and it it worked great but I, I look back because I knew the unit, and I'm just like, how much better could it have been if I actually thought about doing the setup? But, I mean, yours, yeah, was, it yours makes is a, insane.
2: Yeah, it makes, a, it makes a, a huge difference. I couldn't I couldn't believe it, actually. And a lot of guys, you know, you look at, a lot of guys look at the transducer, and when the boat's level hooked to my truck, my transducer, the back end of it, is actually sticking up at a small angle. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of guys look at that and say that, oh, that's you. Looks like your transducers installed wrong. But I'm like, when it's in gear, and you know, not like it's going fast or anything, but just in gear with the motor, but the propeller turning a little bit. at The front end, really. I think it took about 15 quarters to do mine, hmm. and that's quite a, quite a bit.
1: I know. You're talking. You're talking trying to pick your trolling speed so if you do that and you adjust it for your trolling speed say it's 4.5 miles an hour yeah exactly a little bit it's going to be different if you would stop to cast yes it? yep it, yeah. it is it is a little bit different because
2: i did level mine to about three and a half four mile an hour mm-hmm. um but yeah when i'm and that and that's, that's typically when i'm using my side imaging the most i'm looking for bait i'm looking for fish and weeds mm-hmm um so that's when i that's just about how i use mine the most to be able to see out to the side but it does read pretty well i mean it's not a whole lot of difference it's probably about four quarters off you know when i just got the trolling motor going and going you know one mile an hour yeah yeah
3: that's interesting and what what unit are you using
2: i'm using just a nine inch the helix nine
3: by Humminbird. Is that the generation one or two because it I think they had like two different sides. Yeah, they yep.
2: yeah, they actually have three now. I'm I just I have the Gen two, just the regular mega. And now they actually came up with a mega plus, which is even reading at a higher frequency. I think it's reading about fourteen fifty five instead of the twelve hundred. So it's gonna be getting even a clearer picture. And okay. this just came out just a couple months ago.
0: Okay. Are you gonna dump your old units for that? no okay
2: i can't they're you know i I wish i could but they're i mean what this did do is it made the gen one and the gen two units very affordable now
3: Mm -hmm. they were you they were in that like that nine inch screens anywhere you could find it for a deal for like a thousand to fifteen when it first came out um who knows maybe now it's even below that four figures that's generally what happens it's I mean, they come out with something new all the time. Those companies are competing with one another. It's yeah, gonna be dated.
2: It makes it really hard for spending that kind of money on a unit when you know there's something else better coming out the next year, but that's what you know, I remember, keeps us learning.
3: I remember like the little uh like a five inch screen with color. Like in my uncle uncle's boats, it was just like sonar, you know, and had a map mm-hmm. on it. And little five-inch screen was like in the $500. Because it was colored, yeah. Yeah, because it was colored. And I remember looking at that thing just like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. It's just like rainbow fish down there. But
1: um, <laughs> It's a trout. You know, now that those, like, <laughs> yeah. those, I remember thinking, what the hell do you need color for?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Too much money. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the same. You know, now those five-inch yeah. screens are like, you can get them for like buck fifty with sonar on them. It's it's kind of neat, but oh yeah. So I'm going to put up this scenario for you uh, with your side imaging because I have it. I've played with it um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm in fifteen foot of water. I'm in fifteen foot of water. I'm going four and a half, four and a half miles an hour think a good uh question would be what do you set uh your parameters at how far the do you range. want it to be yeah, your range. W- yeah where, do, where do you want that to be
2: you know if i'm in 15 foot of water the the real the thing is you really to get the clearest picture of the clearest you want your range set three times your depth so if you're in 15 foot 45 foot to the left and 45 foot to the
3: right is going to give you the absolute clearest picture. Okay. Now let, let me ask you this. So if, if, if I had it like set at default settings, which is generally a hundred feet, oh, yeah, which it know. comes out of the box app. Mm-hmm. What would you notice differently in the picture? And I, I know this already, but for the listener's purpose, if I'm driving over, let's say, I don't know, a boat or a weed line or something like that. Uh, What's it going to look like at a hundred feet and what's it going to look at at that 45 feet? Well, at
2: the hundred foot setting, it's going to make it look half as small. Okay. So you're going to, I mean, you're going to need a real magnifying glass to really see a musky when you have your range out to a hundred foot because musky is so small in a hundred foot parameter, Mm -hmm. you know, so you've, you've, lower that down to about 45 or 50 foot and you're going to get twice the big of a picture. And if, you know, if the muskie is in within 15, 20 foot from the boat, it's going to leave a a pretty good size shadow that you're going to be able to see and tell it's a Mm muskie. You know, but now the thing, another thing is if you're on 45 foot to left and right and there's a muskie 30 foot out to your left, the shadow could be casted way farther out, about 75 foot out. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a thing to keep in mind too.
0: So w- with that musky shadow that's being casted, that is just a like an interruption in the data that's coming back. So like, like what you're saying is at 30 feet or something like that, there's a musky sitting there. You pass it. It hits the sonar. It really, you know, the the sound waves or whatever it's kicking out hits the fish, and all it's going to do is project it out beyond 30 feet. We're going to use 70 because that's what you said. Is going to show up as like a black mark over there.
2: A good black mark. And the, and the way I like to explain it is kind of it's like shining a spotlight off the left and the right of your boat. Okay. Yeah. So the the spotlights actually hit, just like finger puppets on the wall, that spotlight's hitting that musky and it's making a shadow puppet out behind it. So it kind of depends if the Muskies is high in the water column or low in the water column because if it's in the bottom foot, the shadow is going to be a lot closer because you're shooting from the top of the surface
4: mm-hmm.
2: all the way out. So that's kind of how I like to explain it is with like the flashlight effect.
0: Right. And, and that's, that's a much better way than what I was trying to explain. So when people put up their screenshots and stuff like that of, look at this is a muskie shadow, that fish isn't there. At times, there's times that it would line up pretty, pretty decent if the fish was right down at the bottom. But if the fish was, you know, in the upper third of the water column, it could project it out a good distance.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. And you could be yeah, chasing shadows. You could be chasing shadows. And, uh, another thing, you know, a lot of people see that shadow and they think that's the fish right there.
0: Yep. That's what I was going but, for. Yep.
2: Yeah, but what you're looking for is that white, that white line. Cause they'll just come back as a white line. But the shadow is what was really gives you the figure because the shadow comes three times or more bigger than the actual fish itself, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. Yeah,
3: Very really neat, st- neat yeah, stuff. And then you can tell if it's high or low in the water column by that shadow. Is that what you were saying? Exactly. The closer
2: the shadow is to that white line, the closer it is to the bottom. So if if you have your settings, say, 50 foot and you're getting a a white line, if there's a musky uh, two foot, three foot out the side of your boat and it's only a foot or two deep, they can have that shadow 45 foot out, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the only way the only to really tell if it's close to the boat because it'll kind of show up on your down imaging in that middle of the screen, in between, you know, the black part of the screen in between your right mm-hmm. and left side mm-hmm okay but uh I'm a, I'm a big believer in leaving one screen on just side imaging so you can get if you split the screen it just it's it's making it half as small as it should be
4: mm-hmm.
2: so it's going to be it's going to be harder to see so the i mean mm-hmm. the bigger the screen definitely the easier it is to see
0: so you're a fan of multiple units
2: oh yeah yep i, I have one just on gps and i have one just on on side imaging
4: mm-hmm.
2: okay you know I, I really don't mess around with 2d too much unless it's unless i'm jigging and jigging 2d is amazing for that too
0: yeah that was the one, one thing i'm going to skip where i was going to ask you a question on but like there were times that like in my river that we have this, just this one spot that goes from like eight to 12 foot. And then it just dives right off to 28 and it's very short lived and you can see some structure and stuff down there. And we've tried this many times, but that jigging stuff is really cool. We didn't catch nothing, but you could drop the bait down and you can pick it up on your sonar. and You know exactly where you're at and you just watch you pick it up and you see this line coming up and it's just really, really neat when you can jig over a sonar.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And, uh, kinda, it kind of gives you a, you can get a reaction out of the, if you're jigging on 2D and you can see your bait and you can see a musky come up off the bottom, you can kind of get a reaction to it. If you're jigging small sweeps and you can see that musky go back down to the bottom, you can kind of give it a little bit different. You can give it a higher jerks. So you can kind of, you can kind of read the fish without seeing it, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess I'd have to actually see a fish to uh, even be on the same page with you. Is like, yeah, that works great. <laughs> I have to take your word on that one. Um, but yeah, let, let's get back to that that side imaging real quick because so like there's yeah. there's times that like open water, big expansive open water. Say you're you're in sixty foot of water. You're just going to max that out, no structure whatsoever. You're just going to max out your width, and you know, let's just say you're looking for suspended schools of walleye. Do you find that that side imaging struggles out there?
2: It it, it does. It's it's a lot more efficient up in shallow water, and most of the time, when, when you guys, when the, you know everyone's seeing these images on social media about these perfect nice images. These guys are they're normally up within, you know, 15 foot or shallower Okay. usually, you know, but it is good for finding bait, you know, because you can max that screen out to 100, 100 or 120 and you can actually see bait out to the left and the right for open water, but definitely more effective up shallow.
0: Okay. Because I've tried it out, out on Erie trying to find something and it just, it just like, it looks all the same. It's not like I'm picking up crap on the bottom humps and whatever it's just the same screen all the time, and then I look at a two d screen and it'll just be filled with hooks, just loaded with hooks and I just pretty much have given up on site imaging out there and i mean but you you kind of said without you know just it, it, what what I experienced there is just like yeah, it seems to struggle this technology is not.
2: You know, quite yeah, like a video yeah. camera
0: there.
2: Yeah, because when, when you have that screen maxed out, everything's so small. So a, a piece of bait, you know, let's say like a. Fathead minnow. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. on 100 foot, a muskie's going to look about the size of a fathead minnow. So it's going to be pretty hard to make out. But you get up in some shallow water with that thing, about 15, 10 foot. I, I like to run mine when I'm short lines rolling and 6 to 8 foot. And, it, and it, that's when I'm really getting some good clear pictures of fish and weeds and you can see bluegill beds
1: and everything like that, you know? Nice. Interesting.
0: I am going to probably call you when I do get my boat out because I am completely stupid when it comes to this, just setting, I'm completely lost with the hummingbird. I thought I was pretty decent at the Lowrance, but come to find out, I don't think I was, I just was fooling myself. but i don't even know what unit i have to be honest with you so i don't i mean because all those hummingbirds they the thing is is their their names their numbers are so close i'm just like i don't know what's the difference between a 999 and a 998
1: i'll guarantee i don't know what units on my boat
0: i remember todd when you you were talking about like color why do you need color your Lund, you, you got that, like, $99 unit, and you were, like, tickled pink that you could pick up the weeds with it. It just gave you, like, a blurry bottom a little, and then a number a and a temperature.
3: Front, yeah. Like It was like
0: a 4-inch diagonal. On the, on
1: the bow. Yep. Yeah. So I needed weeds.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah. I remember about the same time, like, when I was outfitting my 14-foot boat, you know, I was just, like, telling my buddy Eric when, you know, we'd fished a lot of the time, like, I'm like, I think I'm gonna go color, and he goes, "Man, you know, I heard some people say, you know, you once you, want you get that color, you don't want to go back to the grayscale." And I'm like, "I think I'm gonna spend the extra fifty bucks or whatever it was," and <laughs> ended up getting two units, and then that just was the end of it. It's Like, why would I go back to that grayscale? But uh, yeah, so it's it's fun. So, all right, we talked a lot about side imaging. Like, yeah, what
2: technology other technology has came a long way? Oh gosh. Cool. And,
0: and that Garmin stuff that they got. I'm sure the other companies are going to come out with it too. That Live Scope or whatever it is.
2: Yeah. Have you guys seen some of the videos these guys are doing with the Jigging and stuff for the Live Scope?
0: I've seen some mm-hmm. like almost like a promo video for it. It's it's really it looks like a sonogram to me.
2: But yeah, <laughs> that's fascinating stuff.
0: <laughs> but it's it's so it's amazing because I when I got my I bought an HDS Gen 2 with their structure scan, whatever their version of it was. And I oh, yeah. I, I got it all, and I'm just like, this is it. I won't need another unit ever because they can't improve on this anymore. This is like as close to having it live video as possible. And I stand corrected every year after.
3: <laughs> it would be cool if you could just get those updates. Yeah. Gen yeah. 1, Gen 2, Gen 3, if you could like plug into something, put a little chip in there, and it would read yeah. differently. But unfortunately, you have to get a whole different unit.
0: Yeah. What was it? Lawrence has a 16-inch screen or something now?
1: I believe they do. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I,
3: I have two screens on my boat at the at the, uh, at the steering wheel. Yeah, and but I've they're not 16. That's side imaging. No. No, they're not. If you add them together, they're 18.
2: Um, You know, uh, one thing before we switch topics from the side imaging, for some reason, which I can't figure out why, I do get a clear picture on on low, like for the visibility, on low. It's got a low, medium, and a high. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I fish a little more stained water than most might. And that might be why. But for some reason on that low setting,
1: I just get a clearer picture. And you're getting into stuff that I don't touch many buttons. I don't think that does either.
4: <laughs> Todd's, <laughs>
0: yep, no. Todd's unit looks like the remote when we have to fix it for my grandma is that we put tape over all the buttons that you don't want her to touch. It's <laughs> <laughs> <I do. laughs> all taped over with on-off. <laughs> yeah. You
1: like it where you want it. Yeah. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. So, and where, where are you doing? You're, you're doing your fishing where in Illinois mostly.
2: Yeah. Mostly I fish in, yeah. Yeah. Mostly I fish in Illinois. I do, you know, I do fish the PMTT, so Mm -hmm. travel all over, but mostly I'm here uh, in Illinois. I fish a lot up on the Fox chain. Nice. uh, Up and down the river here below the Fox chain has a lot of fish from the chain that's blown down over the dams over the years.
3: Did, uh, did you do the trail last year?
2: Uh, I, I actually, we only fished, I had some things that came up last year and I only fished the cave run qualifier mm-hmm. and it was a, it was a really tough bite. I think, I think there was only about 15 or 20 fish caught
4: yeah.
2: out of a pretty
1: full field. Mm-hmm. I love that fox chain.
2: Didn't you win oh, that yeah, one, I know, Todd?
1: I know you do. <laughs> yeah, love it last time we <laughs> fish three days, we won the tournament. So, I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you barely had to leave the hotel, didn't
1: you? <laughs> we could <laughs> just, yeah, could see the motel. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. A lot of fun. We burned about eight gallons of gas the whole weekend <laughs> in the boat. Took us longer to go get the paddle, the the thing, to, the the starting paddle, than to fish.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think last time I seen you, you guys were telling me that story down there in yeah. Cave Run. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, that's right. You guys,
0: you guys fished, you know, a tournament together. Well, that one was that the high water tor- tournament.
1: Um, uh, year, I think was year it was before, the, before that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. it was right before the high water. Yeah, we met Jeremy down there. Had a lot of fun, and he had the, 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 him and his partner had some great success down there on that that year. Uh, yeah, you, you guys, you guys kicked our butt pre-fishing. We were, yeah, <laughs> we got the pre-fishing. You were having a slow time, and uh, you got into them.
2: Yeah, we actually stuck with you know we we stuck with something that time that we don't do all the time for tournaments, and that is jigging. And a lot of guys down there are big into the jigging uh, Bondi baits and uh, things like that. But we actually were jigging Red October tubes, Ninja tubes, the smaller ones, the six inchers.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, it's and we didn't even, we pre for one day with the tubes and I had one hit and we're like we're leaving and this is where we're gonna come back and go to because that's the only thing that we had to come back on. It happened, yeah. <laughs> and it just so happened that we had a ton of action. I think we got three fish and lost a couple, and mm-hmm. it
1: was a good Sometimes time. That's all it takes, man. You that's, guys could have ran, ran away, away with it. it.
2: Yeah, and then we went back on day two. And we we're right, we we're right there behind uh, Tony and Greg. You know, they caught a real big one on day one, and uh, we went stuck stuck with the jigging on day two, and we stuck around the same spot and didn't didn't have a single single bite the next day.
1: Was that the year Tony real.
0: and Greg won? Yeah,
1: yeah, yes, it was.
0: Okay, yeah. was that also the year that Vans had the tiller?
3: Mm. Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah, We had, we we fished it twice out of the tiller. I can't remember. I thought you took the yeah,
0: Lund on f- the high water.
3: We took the Lund on the high water and then we did it twice out of my out of the tiller.
1: Yeah. Okay. All but right. That's all Just going back to the corner thing. With Jeremy there. Uh, that's what happened yeah. to us on on the Fox Chain. You know, we went out there. We caught a fish pre-fishing. Knew nothing about where we were. We were just exploring these. What I think there's like six lakes or something you can go to.
2: Oh yeah, I think I, I believe there's more than that. I think there's about seven or eight. Okay. And yep. it's really and you guys were fishing a, a a part that nobody really fishes a whole lot.
1: No, no, there was no one fishing, and we just saw a hole. We went out, we played around, we caught a fish, we left, we started exploring the other five or six lakes two days pre-fishing we saw fish we hooked up we caught fish on some of the other places we also saw a lot of people around and uh said "Eh, let's go back and try what we were doing where we caught that one first day we spent the whole day by ourselves, caught one fish (laughs) we're in second after the first day caught a fish the second day ended up winning the tournament i mean it's not like it was some great bite we were on but you know, sometimes that's all it takes, <laughs> even on the big tournaments, you know. Uh, it's not oh, like yeah. you have to go out there and always catch a ton of fish, you know. We won the tournament with two fish, the only team that doubled up. Uh, uh, it happens at all the tournaments, you know. It happens at Cave Run all the time, you know. A couple oh, fish yeah. can get you on the money, get you yep. in the top positions.
0: Jeremy, where did you place on that Cave Run tournament?
2: We placed in second place. Ah, oh, that dirty Greg. Right behind him. We were, actually, we were actually a quarter inch behind Tony and Greg in that first place. We called it the, and we had a fish that we uh-huh. lost too. We called it a $10,000 fish. That's right. Whoa. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yep.
2: And uh, yep. one thing we learned after that tournament was they had to squeeze those tails really good.
0: Yeah, and especially and if get, you put get, three fish on the board. It wouldn't have been nothing oh, to get that, you know, 90,000s out inch. of each one.
3: Exactly. Yeah, and, and Tony always talks about flipping them. That's flipping them—that's yeah. another one. You flip them out. over. Oh okay, He told yeah. me he told me about that the one time. He's like, "Oh, you got to, you got to flip them." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Catching the pancakes? Really less yeah. less <laughs> touching, better, all that mm-hmm. good stuff." And he's like, "You got to flip them." I'm like, "So you put it down on one side, and then you like." turn it over real quick and then turn it back over and it's supposed to like flatten them out a little bit so that's good for for uh the fish I'm sure
0: yeah the the, the initial the, my initial thought when you said flip them was you put them down one way let's just say it measured 36 if you flip them on the other side like it's going to measure like 36 and a quarter or something like it it's has a exactly, good side
1: it's actually called a flipping pool flipping pull, <laughs> flip <and> pull. <laughs> mm-hmm
0: Okay, so I'm unaware of this. Tell me about this flipping pull.
1: <laughs> no, flipping pull. Like when you go to flip it, you just try to grab the tail and say, I'm going to flip this a little. And you pull as hard as you can.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Adjust them from you their know.
1: head. <laughs> yeah. Till you, you hear a pop. Little crack. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Believe me, I've never done that. But. Lots of times I wish I would. Quarter inch.
2: Yeah, quarter inch. It could mean a lot of money sometimes. A lot of money. It could
1: be a lot of money.
2: Yeah. And another thing is I you know, and this was our first time getting up there in the top three in the tournament mm-hmm. too, so you know, and I you know and we we're pushing the, we we're pushing the noses up up against the board edge there pretty hard too, so I think we, if it even relaxed a little bit on pushing against the board because we were so excited, <laughs> yeah, you know we might yeah. have been able to get the extra quarter inch, so I always give Tony a lot of crap about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, start the, start the fish yeah, back at should. one inch because their tongue will stick out and touch.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: as you should. Yeah. I actually give Tony a lot of credit, though, for that because after day one, we only had a couple colors of those tubes that we were using. And uh, we go to Tony, and they're all tore up. And uh, go to Tony and ask him, hey, do you have any more of those tubes in the back? And he's like, nah, I don't know. It's going to cost you guys 100 bucks a piece. <laughs>
4: <'Cause>
2: he, <laughs> and uh you know he ended up giving giving them to us on uh day two morning you know which was really nice of him even though even though it didn't help
3: us but yeah. that was that was cool of him to do that
0: because he soaked him in gasoline
3: man would that have been great if you would have left frog over that <laughs> oh, yeah. greg would have greg would have responded because i think the story goes like tony was asleep and the rods were going off and he botched a net job oh. horribly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that went
1: down, and then, uh, and then oh, the yeah. kids would beat him. He handled that was our Lord. that was our that was our first conversation with Greg. He said, "My partner needs to fish more." Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> he needs more practice.
2: <laughs> so I, know, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I guess it was in the, it was in the net and then out of the net. I, I don't yeah. know exactly what happened yeah. there, but it was a close one too. Stuff so, stuff.
1: so, what other type of videos are you working on? Or, I mean, man, it takes a lot of work to do all that.
2: Oh man, it is a lot of work and it takes a lot of patience. You know, I think my first video I ever edited took me around sixteen hours. For how wow. many minutes? Wow, for about for about seven minutes of video. Ooh. You know, that's seven to 10 yeah. minutes, you know, when they're, but it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. I, I never did any editing before. Uh, if there's any guys listening that are trying to get into filming out there and editing, don't use the GoPro editing app. It makes it so much harder.
0: <laughs> Tell us some of the pitfalls with that because I'd like to hear them.
2: Well, you know what? I mean, it just, it takes a lot of time out of your day. Uh, I have figured out a few things that have helped, and that is buying the biggest memory cards that will fit in the camera. And, and for mine, uh, I'm running a couple uh, GoPro Hero 5s, and they'll hold a 128-gigabyte card. Ooh. And, and that card, on a decent setting where it gives you some decent quality, will film for about six hours straight. So that's my, that's the easiest way to capture a bunch of good footage is just leaving it, turn it on in the morning time, do your fishing, don't really think about it. And then once it ends, just put in a new card and, or else if you don't haven't caught any fish, just delete that information and just start over. But it does take a lot of time out of your day, especially during casting. And if you're getting some follows and you're trying to keep track of everything, it gets, it gets and you need a good you need a good hard drive too because that footage takes up a ton of room wow. i think i filled up filled up my my first computer there in about two months of filming oh wow. yeah <laughs> jeez
0: bring out another hard drive
2: yeah and then trying to go back to that footage and tell what's from what and you got six hours of recording and you got fifteen minutes of action is uh you know it's a you know, sometimes I wonder why I got into it, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's exciting though. You know, a lot of times when I go back and I edit some of those videos, I I see a lot of things that I make mistakes. Um, I have my, my girlfriend Maggie out with me a lot and I, every time she loses a fish, I go back and look at the video so I can complain a little bit more. You <laughs> <laughs> gave it too much yeah. slack, yeah. you know? So you can learn a lot, you can learn a lot, but it gives, it gives me the same feeling as going out there and catching a fish. You know, when you're just sitting around the house and not able to get out, it gives you a really good feeling to you
1: see you that footage. stuff here. up and, and like bank it and like hold on to it until end of the season sometimes. And like, okay, I'm going to go through this later. Or you're, you're doing it on spot on.
2: Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've said that a lot of times where I was going to go back and clean up some of the footage, get rid of the stuff that didn't have fish. Mm-hmm. which I really need to do because it takes up a lot of room. But I still have every piece of action that I've got from three uh, years yeah. ago, you know, yeah. but I got tons of, you know, a couple hard drives full. And
1: I mean, it's, it's so, it's so cool. I give you a lot of credit. I mean, I look back through my life and like thinking it was like, wow, can you imagine if I had one of them cameras on right now to see how high that fish just jumped? Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever happened, you know, and you can't explain it to someone. You have to have footage of it and you have to know what to do with that footage. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's a big, a it's a big work. running curve. I, it's, it took a lot of research, just, you know,
2: going on Google and just asking Google questions about, and a lot of reading and stuff. But now, you know, now I can, I can go on there after about a, you know, a couple of years, year and a half, two years of editing videos, I can actually do one in, couple hours now mm-hmm. you know sometimes sometimes faster
0: but about what what length videos are you averaging putting up on on your
2: channel you know not uh, not very long I, I range anywhere from about five to twelve minutes mm-hmm. nothing nothing too major but i tell you one thing that the the videos that i have out there that are doing really good are the tips videos i think i got about 5000 views on that hummingbird video right now. Uh, some other some I have some trolling tips. That's doing pretty good. The guys really like the tips. And that's how you get the subscribers too. A lot of guys will watch the good footage but they won't subscribe to you, you know.
4: Right.
0: Yeah, the, so cuz at that point it's probably just viewed as entertainment and they could probably just go down a rabbit hole clicking on oh, this oh, video is sure. next. But if you start giving out those solid tips, you know that that has a reason why. Oh, well, I want to make sure I listen to this guy the next time.
3: And oh yeah, for that's,
0: sure. That's very very cool.
2: Yeah, for sure. I might not have half the videos I have this year if it wasn't for that project X I got from you guys last year. Well, There we go. <laughs> I'm working that's it right back in, nice. aren't you? <laughs> yeah. You. you no, it's some- true though. It's actually a, a true story is, uh, in 2017, before I got to project X, 90% of my boat rods, I'm talking down rods and prop rods came off my starboard side and my ticker motors mounted on my, uh, port side. So I was getting most of my 90% of my action farthest away from my kicker motor, about 10% on the side of the kicker motor. So in 2018, when I got the Project X, I ha- I mounted that on the port side closest to my kicker motor,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and I last year I caught 60 percent of my fish on that side of the boat with the Project X between the Project X and my prop rod behind it. Hmm. So it really made very really awesome. Yeah, it really made a big difference.
0: Yeah, it, it was more of an equalizer there.
2: Yeah, equalized equalized the whole boat out because it was. You know, if you some people go back and look at my videos from 2017, was, I had a couple rods on that starboard side that was really hot. You know, mm-hmm. and now I kind of evened it out. I got some good action on both sides. You know, even a little bit more on the port side with that Project X. You know, even even rods just close around it. I don't know if it just draws them in or to the baits or you know. I that- thought that was a little.
0: I would say that's probably not out of the question, especially if they're in the proximity of it. If it, for nothing else, gets them all excited. I know that Todd Todd kind of has this theory when he, he hates it when people say a muskie missed the bait. And a, a theory that Todd brought up that that I thought was really cool, I mean, you, you can't disprove it, is, you know, like you're working your bait in, what have you, and you get it by the boat and you see the flash, and you're like, oh, the muskie missed the bait. Todd says, how do you know there wasn't a little perch there? And it just, it came blasting out of the weeds. It knew something was there it wanted. And it just took a little perch or a sunfish that was near your bait. So you actually got the fish to come out. It just grabbed the, it it grabbed what you deemed to be the wrong one. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if the X is getting them fish attention, okay, I'm looking at you now, but I like what's feeling behind me or deeper or whatever. I don't think that's out of the question. I think that that's halfway valid.
2: Yeah, yeah, it cool. definitely made a difference because I'm, I'm I'm trolling the same exact waters as I was the year before, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, so when kind you, of a fun thing. W- when you had the hot hot rod on your starboard, did you, like, switch it over to see if you, if it made a difference, if you put it over to your port or, you know, change it? Oh, you mean this,
2: the same rod and bait? Yeah, the same rod and bait. Oh, yeah, I tried. I tried. I tried putting this, I'd put the, even the same same bait, same rod on the, on the, on the port side. And I just wouldn't get hit. I don't know if it was just, I I always thought it was something to do with my kicker motor making too much noise and maybe being too close to the kicker motor. But, uh, this year I got, you know, last year, actually my prop rod on the port side in 2017, I never had one fish hit it on my prop rod Hmm. last year with the project X. Just next to it, I I got like three or four fish on that prop rod, Hmm. so I don't know.
1: Could have been just weird luck, but yeah. We'll see. see see. Years as the years go by, let's see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So,
0: I mean, do do you have any? You're just gonna kind of throw up your videos you know, some action shots, some tip stuff. Is there any other bigger, bigger projects you have in mind, or are you just going to kind of keep working this organically and build up your subscribers?
2: Yeah, I think I'm just going to keep going about it organically. I'm going to, I am going to do some, you know, a lot more tip videos, especially this winter. Uh, Tony and Greg got me working like crazy. So I'm just got done with the Muskie Expo Chicago last year and, or last weekend. And this, this weekend I'm at the Chicagoland Fishing and Outdoor Show. Uh, helping them out. So it's you know it's it's kind of a busy time of year. You guys know that with the shows and oh whatnot. yeah, whatnot. But here sooner or later, and you know, and I have been I've been still fishing here too. And just a couple of weeks ago, I got a pretty good one. A couple weeks ago, here on the on the river here.
4: Nice. I was yeah, I was, was
0: going to ask you what river, but I'm not going to ask you what river. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't mind talking about it either. You know
1: you got uh, have open
2: season yeah open season all all year season yep. all year nice and it's and and there, you know there's not a there's not a million fish in there like you know some some other rivers out there but we get a, there's a lot of overflow that come out of the chain the fox chain there and uh they just get you know they, they run downstream yeah. and they just they get trapped in these little sections of the river here that are you know 5 to 10 miles long and you know there's a few fish out there and you know you just you got to work for them I'm running a lot of live, lot of live bait right this time of year. It's really, you know, that water temperature's got to be 35, 37 degrees, you know?
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: you
3: just do, do a you slow drift for them? other things? Say that again? Do you still fish for other things? Because I remember when uh, we first met you, you were telling me about these giant catfish.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, muskie's kind of taken over my life the uh, last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't get out nearly as much, but, you know, a couple times a year. We we went out a couple times last year and uh, picked up a couple nice flathead catfish. They're some really beautiful fish, and they fight like crazy. You know, it's uh, real using live bait, live bluegills, and uh, live shad if you can get them, and baby carps, whatever you can get out of the river. You know, you can, you can really only use the bait that you catch out of the same river here, so you can't really transport bait here and there. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah, you're
1: the buying fox, suckers or... The fox chain usually freezes over during the winters, correct?
2: Yep. Yeah, and it actually yeah, just froze really. over. Yeah, it actually just froze over. You know, the last couple weeks, we've had a major drop in temperature, and That's it, uh, it like froze over. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Talk to me more about these giant flathead catfish. Like, when we say uh, giant, it. are you talking 20 pounds or 60 pounds?
2: Now, uh, they don't, I mean, a lot of people claim that they catch 60-pounders, but they're really 30 to 40-pounders that they claim are 60 because they, they look big.
0: Wait, so that's not just a musky thing?
2: Yeah, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, ever since, ever since, you know, I started, uh, I started really getting into flathead catfish and about 15 years ago. And uh, one of my good buddies here, uh, Marty John Doerr in the area here, started a flathead club and we started working closely with the DNR. And we started tagging flatheads and shocking them up and we started really learning a whole lot about them and how much, how little there actually is in there. You know, a lot of the fish that we catch are recap, you know, recaptures that we've, yep. Yeah. Um, but there's some really nice fish out there and we get them up to about 40 pounds. Okay. But, and, you know, they big live bait, deep holes, uh, submerged timber, uh, river channel edges,
0: like sitting there with actually, a fire on the bank, or are you, you doing this out of a boat?
2: No, I'm doing it out of the boat, but a lot of guys do go from shore. And um, actually, when I first started about 15 years ago, there was only a small handful of guys that did it. And now there's like three or four groups around here that have outings and tournaments. Uh, so it's really, it's multiplied in the last 15 years probably by 10 times.
0: And do, do you ever eat them?
2: Nope, I don't ever eat them. The only fish. I really ever eat is walleye and Mm -hmm. what? (laughs) Yeah, and I but I have talked to some guys that say they are pretty good.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that you know a lot of people do like to eat catfish. So, kind of, I'm 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 going this long way around here. Is how did you go from a you know a possibility of catching a legit forty pounder? big giant catfish to musky and how did you make that transition
2: uh you know I, I mean just fishing with the same bait actually on the river here below the fox chain uh just accidental money ca- uh musky capture just fishing for catfish and it really excited me and some of my buddies were already getting into it and this happened about 10 8 10 years ago and uh you know once i started getting out there and just get some of these muskies it just changed my whole life you know so I, all i think about sometimes
3: <laughs> that's great
0: <clears throat> so it was I, just like a bluegill on the bottom accidental musky catch and it literally yep. rocked your world so much that now you have slime quest tv on youtube
2: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i can yeah. do that it can yeah i can exactly. do that people you know <laughs> it does uh, you know it's it's Cause they're, you know, and the, the, the big thing is, is cause they're not easy to catch. And that's kind of what I liked about the flatheads was, is you couldn't go out like you could channel cats and catch 20 in a night. You know, you can, mm. I think through all the, we, we kept uh, real accurate data for the DNR and we actually got a law passed where there, uh, there's a limit on them. There used to be no limit on the flathead catfish here. And, uh, so we worked with the DNR and, uh, I think it, you know, it was about every, for each angler. It was about one per eight hours of fishing. Uh,
0: what What's your average for muskie?
2: Oh, you know, I I I really never collected the data like I did for the club hit. I was part of.
1: Fishermen <laughs> tend to not want to look at
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, You know, so I'd say it's about the same after it all adds up, you know.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of what I was saying. Some thinking. days.
2: Yeah, some days you go out and you can get it, you know, get a good handful of them, and then the next day you go out and you get skunked, you know. So, yeah, and that's kind of how it was for the flatheads too. Was you know, some nights were good, some some nights were bad, and
1: but it's just a know, lot ex- more fun. I used to love catfish fishing and stuff when I was a kid, but it's just there's just I don't know, there's something about the muskies. It's a lot more fun, you know, throwing the baits or even trolling the high speed rather than like sitting and waiting and. Well, there's, yeah, it's, 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 it, it's a different, different yeah, so... anxiety levels too.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. And there's, there's so many different ways to go about catching them, you know, mm-hmm. rather yes. than, the, you know, the catfishing, you go out, there's only, I mean, there's, you know, you can strip, uh, yeah. you can drift, fish them and there's a couple of mm-hmm. different ways, but it's nothing like the muskies, you know, where you can, yeah, you know, there's a million different ways you can go about getting a fish in one given day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not working like work it faster, go faster. Otherwise, you know, you can do that with muskies.
2: Yeah. And you get the follows and mm-hmm. everything like that too, which, which keeps you going, even if you don't keeps catch a fish. Yep. Most definitely keep you interested, you know. That but yeah. There. Yep. And when, you know, once I started getting pretty good at musky fishing and getting, you know, pretty successful at it here and there, I just, I just never had the, you know, never wanted to really go back to, sitting there with my anchor out and throwing some, you know, six lines out and just let them sit there and wait for a bite, you know? Right. <clears throat> now that is exciting. <laughs> so you're sitting there <laughs> watching rod tips.
0: So yeah. Have you ever caught a big giant flathead fishing for muskies? I'm flipping. I, I have see that.
2: I ha- Nope. I haven't yet. And, uh, but I have, I do know a couple people, especially, uh, I know Greg down on Cave Run has came across a couple hot bites down there. Where he's got a couple giant flatheads in in a day, mm-hmm. you know, trolling deep diving crankbaits, you know. Hmm. But I've still I've still yet to uh, get one.
3: We've caught a lot of catfish, must. Catfish. Be. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, We're
1: not flatheads. They're not flatheads. Yeah. <laughs> they're very, very small little bullheads. Little, yeah. <laughs> They come up and smack the bait. Yeah, we really don't remember. What's that? Andy, was that with you? Were you and I fishing together when we saw Thrash? Let's bring up Thrash. Okay. Thrash, not Thrash. <laughs> when I, we saw him catch that either. giant catfish, <laughs> who was I with? Or was that with you, Vance? No, I, I, I remember
4: seeing him flying
0: that, across the lake with a giant biting. rooster tail.
1: It must have been it. Must have been going back a ways. Maybe I was fishing with Dale on the PMTT and this big, big giant fight going on. Everyone's who's been hollering out on the flats. That was, it was not me. It was, okay, it wasn't you? It wasn't yeah, me. So that and if it wasn't you, Vance, no, Vance wouldn't
0: be laughing quite like this if it was him. <laughs>
1: That would have been with Dale and Thrash Miller had a giant <laughs> muskie on that ended up being there. Uh, giant flathead <laughs> threw, <it laughs> on the bot- threw the rod in the bottom of the boat and said, I hate this place. <laughs> 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 Wait uh, a minute. Todd, we, ca- we caught one. We caught a giant one one day, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was just, spot. we hooked it in the back of the pen. Oh, that hilarious. We did catch one.
3: Yeah, flatheads. Oh
2: yeah, I know. Last last year we were trolling up on the chain, and uh, I thought I had a state record on my my girlfriend Maggie. She was uh, reeling it in, and it was just dogging underneath the boat, staying down deep, you know. And uh, we fouled up a carp, you know, when it came up, and I about threw my net in the water. I was so angry, you know. I thought it was a. Oh, I car. thought it was a. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a big carp too. It's probably a 15, 20 twenty yeah. pound carp, you know. Yeah, but those, I thought it was a those, darn state those carp,
1: those carp can get you, man. The, the, you can see that flash sometimes out of distance. Yeah, that big gold, and you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. And this, <laughs> yeah this was, <laughs> this was at night, at night oh, too. Dude. And I had my, oh, I had geez. my,
2: head, I had my headlamp down, and I seen it down underneath the boat, and it was down deep, and the water was real clear on this lake I was fishing. You know, and I swore it was just a giant. You know, the uh, the width yeah. of it. <laughs>
1: yeah, the thickness. Oh, yeah.
0: And then you saw the rubber lips.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you I kind of can tell now.
2: Yeah, should have put that on video. <laughs> you know, and, uh, another thing—one on one of my most successful videos is of no musky being caught at all. It was just losing fish. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, people people love seeing that too.
3: Uh-huh. No, because you can play that. You know, it, it shows vulnerability in the uh, shoulda, coulda, woulda game. Yeah, you know? yeah. What could I have done differently? time okay. you miss a fish like that, you're like, oh, what can I, uh, you know, should I have picked up the rod? Should I have cranked here? That's kind of a cool, that's a cool way to look at it.
2: Oh, yeah. And it's, it's cool looking back at those videos, too. Um, and, you know, another thing I noticed when I look back at some of these videos is that I see my rod go off and it let up just before the clicker went off. Yeah. And then uh, just a split second or a couple seconds later, it comes back. I don't it should be. I mean, I think it would be the same fish. Um, but I've noticed that a couple times where the rod's gone off, but the clicker hasn't. I never even turned around on it. And then next thing you know, it hits again and then gets hooked. Yeah.
3: Sometimes I think they, they grab it and swim with it. That could be if too, if that, because yep. I've seen I've seen, I've watched the rod like straighten out completely, and I'm like, what the heck is that? And then it goes, Zzzz! yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's a fish,
1: really? Yep. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. That's good. That's good stuff. Any, any little creak out of those rods when you're trolling. I mean, there shouldn't oh be gosh. any. There shouldn't be anything happening. Everything's at the right pressure, and it's going. One little noise makes me turn my head. Mm-hmm. And just as Van said, I turn around and watch the planer board be like a slack planer board or something. You're like, fish. Oh, yeah. It gets, it gets, and then it goes, you know. <laughs> it's just like it has to be a fish. Nothing can be passing my – there's no way that that planer board can come slack like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Unless there's a fish that took the pressure off of it.
0: Yeah, I can kind of relate to this. I got a story, which is, you know, I've, we've talked about it before, but it was when I was filming, like, in 2011. I had a GoPro HD. I think it filmed in 960. Okay. okay. So it's an yeah. oldie. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was trolling on my little river, and I just had, you know, the, it was kind of covering all the, the rods. Maybe not the rod tips, but just kind of, like, looking back. And, you know, I say a lot of people you know, at least that know me have seen this video, but, um, I, you watched the planer board on the, uh, mm-hmm. driver's side. It jumped like it didn't jump. It, it it fell back and then came forward. And then like, I don't know, what do you think? One or two seconds later, it just went bloop, mm-hmm. disappeared. And that was like kind of, you know, that's what reminded me is when you're saying like the rod like had something happen to it, you know, whether the fish came up, slapped it, went back, reorganized, came and hit it. Or like Vance said, Fish grabbed it, started swimming with it, and then decided I'm going a different way. But, I mean, it just exhibited that. So, not only could I talk on that subject, but I also talked about myself filming days. So, I feel pretty important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's yeah, it, it's true, though. I mean, think about it. You're, tra- you're traveling four and a half miles an hour or four whatever, five, three and a half. Everything's back behind you. It's impossible for that rod to go slack unless something grabbed a bait.
4: And
0: swim faster than the boat.
1: And swim and come and come towards you. It's impossible. Oh yeah. If the sure. rod buckles back and and you if you look over and your rod's not running. Unless you, unless your line broke and you lost your lure. <laughs> Start uh, reeling. Other than that, it's impossible. <laughs> it can't happen. There's nothing that can bring it forward. You can't hit anything, you know? Uh, so that's why every little creek gets you turning. Oh,
2: yeah. Keeps your heart pumping.
1: The fat, the fat AZ rod holders are nice and solid. They don't let any creek noises out like my old fish-ons that I used to use. Uh, they would creak and make some noises, but uh, these new ones don't do that. But I watch a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward He just made a good b- b- order with you guys the other day, and uh, I've been running rails, rail mounts. I've been running down east off rails, and, I, I, you know, constantly those rubbers in there are getting all twisted on the rails, and it's just a big pain in the pain in the butt. So I'm looking forward to having some nice uh, heavy-duty holders that are,
0: yeah, Jeremy won't took, give me any problems. He took advantage of the free shipping deal that we offered, uh, which nice. most people hearing this, the free shipping offer will have... Uh, Expired, but yeah, like going to those rail mounts. I had rails on my my first Ranger, and that that rubber that you talked about, that like little piece there that you put between the uh, the casting and the rail. After the first time, I said this is for the birds, and I took that piece right out, and I just had them grip right onto the rails. And you do start oh, yeah. wearing, you know, wearing the chrome or yeah. whatever it is on it, and it, yeah. and you're adjusting it. It's it's a way to utilize a tipping rod holder there's better options out there so talk to me if you want to hear some of those options but <clears throat> yeah that's that's going to be you're already used to tipping that tipping the rod holder and stuff and i think that you're really really going to enjoy you know some of the added versatility of, of the track system that you're getting you're probably going to be getting it tomorrow too so give you something to do this weekend
1: once you go tipable, you'll never go back.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll work on that saying, but yeah, that's pretty
1: yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to work on it a little bit. Yeah.
0: So, well, Jeremy, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up?
2: No, uh, I mean, you know, it, it's really, uh, it's really all I got to say. Um, unless you guys have any more questions about any kind of side imaging or.
0: I do, but I would, or... I would love to have you back on to talk more about it because I got a feeling a lot of people are gonna be saying, "Oh, that's great tips," and then hopefully they're gonna go to your YouTube channel, which is
2: SlimeQuest TV.
0: There you go. Look it up. Subscribe. Um, yeah, we th- that'll be great. I mean, hopefully we're gonna I'm gonna get on my boat and I'm gonna have some questions and rather than just phoning you up and asking it, I probably just say let's get you back on and, and talk more because that's something none of us three have really screwed with
2: in depth yeah, like- it's, yeah it takes a lot of patience to really learn it and a, a lot of times people go out and they only get a certain amount of time to fish and they don't want to fiddle with their fish finder the whole time they're out on the water you know so it really but once you learn it I mean it's really it's I mean it's some really great stuff that you guys can just you, you know utilize you know
4: mm-hmm
0: I have some more questions about it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna write them down, yes. and then hopefully we'll do a whole another thing that we can, you know, we can wrap some of this stuff. Just keep nice package. If you're gonna be the electronics guy that seems to know what he's talking about, people ask me stuff. I'm like, yeah, I gotta be able to turn mine on before I can tell you how it works. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, if, you, if if you leave it on demo mode. You see a lot of people. <laughs> anyone,
4: anyone,
2: anyone who comes out with you guys will really think you guys are on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: so, I got a funny story there. I don't think I've told this on the show. So, there was a time that I, I briefly brought up Luke, uh, a friend of mine from high school, and to or, <laughs> the Raging Ape. Raging Ape. Okay. The Raging Ape. Um, he he, kind of got into fishing too, probably in his 19, 20 year old range, and he had this little, little boat and stuff like that. Well, there's another launch on the creek that that I fish often, and it's it's not really like a public launch, but you you could probably do it if you wanted. But anyway, so he drugged this boat, and he's like, I'm gonna go night fishing it, just because he he read an article or saw an article or probably just heard someone say it once, and so he <laughs> went out there and uh talking to him I'm like okay luke so how, how did it go night fishing on the creek and pretty much all he did was at the launch go out in the middle and drop an anchor so i mean he, he went less than like 50 feet from the launch because it's dark and it's scary and there's no lights around you so he's out there and he's like i guess man i was out there i was jigging i was throwing everything i could he goes there are fish everywhere and i'm like okay he goes after an hour I I started playing with my fish finder and it was on demo mode. <laughs> <laughs> he was fishing for the fish on demo, and then he called it Terrible. quits because he didn't catch anything. But
1: oh. no,
2: that's funny. Anyway, well,
1: Jeremy, you get some time over the summer, midsummer. I think gets a little warm where you're fishing. You can probably come up and uh, gotta come up do some filming. Yeah, love. Yeah, I love to come up there Just with you guys sometime. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Get some footage for you.
2: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd really, uh, I'd really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Well, we should make. Yeah, that I know happen. you guys, you guys were, you guys were crushing them last year. I know that day you guys went out with Vicky. How many, how many fish do you guys
4: catch? Oh, gosh. I
1: think
3: you guys caught
1: uh, nine. Yeah, we,
3: we nine kept, fish. I, I, I think we went eight for eleven. Eight for eight 11. eleven. That's yeah. some that in a, there. The big one in there too. two yeah. big ones. <laughs> yeah, she got a fifty and a half and all that good stuff. We need a day like that with footage. Oh, yeah. Mm.
0: yeah. That, that'll fill up uh, a couple shows for you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. I can, I can probably make a whole season out of that. <laughs> we we yeah. do it every...
3: No, we don't do it. Every, <laughs> not every, not every day. <laughs> <laughs> we do it occasionally. We, at least get, we can get the rod to go off. Yeah, we can get the rod to go off. Yeah. You can get a lot of... If you came out and filmed, you, you would get a lot of misses, too.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> a lot of
3: people that don't follow direction and so. oh
1: and you know I, I was thinking about that when we were talking about that earlier vance you know how many fish we caught this year and you look back to how many how
3: that many should have
1: been caught that, that should have been caught and then yeah. how many misses that we didn't get you know mm-hmm. that's what you know you're talking a couple thousand hits mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what's crazy Thousands that's of
3: fish hooked up. We have got to get that decal made for our motors. It just says "Just". I'm going to get reeling.
1: one. I'm going to get. Just one. keep reeling. Just. Andy's keep... going to make it. Just <laughs> keep reeling. Yeah. Nice.
0: Well, Jeremy, I got one more quick question because I it slipped through the wayside. So yeah, when, of course. When you when you started filming and up until now, you've had three years of doing it. Have you noticed yourself acting different? with the camera on versus I'm not filming myself today?
2: Uh, You know, I, I, I definitely have, you know, when I first started as, you know, some of the people may be watching the, you know, last, last year, I, I didn't talk a whole lot. I didn't go over a lot of tips, uh, no introductions. I've actually got a lot more talkative on camera. Uh, I was, you know, I was real quiet before and being on camera a little bit here and there, I just, getting a little bit used to it and it becomes a lot more easier. So, you know, anyone who's listening right now, if they aren't, you know, good about being on camera, it does take a little bit of adjusting and getting used to it, but you get better as you go. Yeah.
0: I'm just, you know, you you did exceptionally well. Some people like, oh, they're recording this. And uh, I'm like, yeah, but just talk, you know. So it's – that I was questioning that because, you know, just how – how thorough you've been with some, you know, some of these questions and answers and stuff. So, but yeah, that's, that was always a weird thing for me was when the GoPro was on.
1: Oh man. Yeah. Like, it
0: kind of you
2: know, adds, a, adds an audience to it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It's al- it's almost like talking in uh, in front of a bunch of people, you know, cause there are going to be people watching and, uh, but yeah, it definitely makes you a, uh, I mean, it makes you a, a better fisherman cause you're, you're watching what you're doing so much and all the editing. I mean, you can only you can only learn from doing that too, you know?
0: And, and you don't want to be caught on film being all sloppy and stuff like that. You're like, yeah, I know that one has a weed on it, but I'm going to finish this sandwich before I get
3: it clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. going to make sure I edit that part
0: out. Yeah. <laughs> you just, like, on one scene, it's Let's normal. Cut, the next scene, sure you got a big mustard stain on your shirt. <laughs> 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 what happened in between this edit?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, it's fun fun stuff though. It
0: is. It is fun stuff. Well, this is this is where we're going to cut this one off. So, Jeremy, hit your plugs again.
2: Yep, uh n custom rods and tackle. Uh they make the Talon's crankbaits. They just actually bought uh Talon's uh just a couple years ago some real, really good baits uh wood through wire crankbaits and also Shad. Everybody knows Boss Shad. great bait. And uh red October tubes that got a second place in the tournament down there in cave run a couple years ago. So
0: very, very good. All right. Big thanks to fatty Z musky products, com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, muddy Creek fishing guides, MC Fishing mcfishingguides.com, Ranger boats, Vicks Marine sports center, St. Croix rods, musky max plus come down and see us early March. It'll be a hoot. Then, Muskies, Inc. Big thanks to Muskies, Inc. We're going to be down at their booth here in a couple weeks, couple, three weeks, down at the uh, Columbus Fishing Expo. Um, big thanks to Muskies, Inc. for having Muskies today. So, uh, for everyone out there, have fun. Be safe. Thanks for listening.